stop and think about what you're wearing. Well, the chances are that somewhere in your closet are a few items of clothing made from a tree. Is that important? Are wood-based textiles the answer to the environmental challenges facing the fashion industry today? Welcome to Renewable Future, a podcast from the renewable materials company Store Enso. Today on Renewable Future, we have the sustainability manager from the Finnish fashion giant Marimekko, and we have Store Enso's very own expert in textile pulp, Sirpa Valima. I hope I pronounced uh, your names correctly. I didn't mention yours, Anna Lina Teppo. And we're going to start first with you, uh, Sirpa. Can you really make clothes from trees? Absolutely. You need to make pulp, like you make pulp for um, intermediate product of, of paper and board. Um, likewise, you you produce pulp, which you um, spin in into viscose, stable fibers, and and then further to yarn, and which you can then knit or weave in into the fabrics. This isn't new either, right? No, no, this is really from 1892, so not that new innovation, but you might know it as as a name of Ryan also that was um, earlier used from, from the viscose. So viscose and rayon are both kind of well known, I would have said, but certainly I don't think do people know that this is actually, this is coming from a tree. Yeah, that's that's not very well known, but I must say because I'm speaking in very many events that the older generation is is very familiar with the viscose and Ryan that they originate from the wood. Okay, but the so the younger generation, the young people like myself today, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are not maybe quite as aware then. No, no, that comes as a surprise many times. And how complex a process is it to actually produce this? You make it sound kind of simple. We just create some pulp and put it together yeah. into fibres. I mean, yeah. how, how difficult is it? Yeah, it's it's actually very challenging because in order to create textile fibres, you need to remove sugars from the tree. That's the most challenging part in in the pulping process. Now, Annalina uh, Teppo, Marimekko, you're, you're really a fashion giant and, and huge in, in Scandinavia. How often are you guys using, you know, viscose or viscose or, or wood-based fibers? Well, we're actually using more and more. Um, it's always the designers who choose the materials that we work with, and and they mostly go with the the feel and looks of the material. And and right now, with the viscose and viscose crepe, for example, they're kind of a trendy um, material, kind of fashionable, and it's a, they have a very nice feel and touch. And we think that the wood-based fibers are very a uh, diverse material. You can have many different kinds uh, made out of it. And, and of course, the designers really like the look and feel of the of the fibers and the materials. So what is the look and feel? I, don't, I honestly don't know what they even look and feel like. Explain that to me. Yeah, you can you can almost uh, sometimes confuse it with cotton or, or silk, for example, but they're usually very like flowy and, and soft. Uh, it depends on the finishing that they have, but like the dress I'm wearing is viscose and it, it kind of flows very nicely and doesn't wrinkle easily. But that's always depending on the finishing that they have. Sirpa, what about yourself when it comes to the, the properties of, of viscose materials? What can you say about them? Why, why are they useful compared to other ones? Um, 
They have very nice properties. I, I guess absorption is, is one of the most property because all the textiles in the world, 30% of them must be absorbent fiber. It's it's It takes the moisture out of your skin and it still feels soft and, and you have a dry feeling if, if you are sweating. So it absorbs the, the sweat from your skin. So it's it's very comfortable to, to wear in everyday life. Sports goods then must be using this sort of material all the time, are they? Or sports clothing? Actually, no. They they huh. use really oil-based fibers, technical fibers. They don't use wood, wood-based fibers, which I think would open up a quite interesting opportunity for wood-based fibers because um, oil-based fibers like polyester, they are really stinging after a few use. So perhaps wood-based fiber would offer an opportunity in sports textiles even. Interesting. Have you ever been in a situation yourself where you've decided I can't wear this cotton or polyester? I, I need viscose materials just to get me through the day. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, I was in Hong Kong a few years ago, and and my cousin got married with a Chinese woman, and and I really, as a Finn, took a lot of cotton t-shirts with me. But the air was really moist, it was really hot, and I was sweating like a pig all the day long. And then I had um, a wet background on on my back and and it didn't dry during the whole day. So I abandoned my cotton t-shirts and and went to a local store, bought some viscose um, t-shirts and and like a magic, they functioned very well. So viscose saved the day. Uh, Annalina, Do you think about those kind of qualities when you're when Marimekko is producing, or is it is it purely based on what style and what's 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 trendy right now? Well, for us, it's also important that how well the material dyes and and how how we can print on it and the color fastness and viscose has very good properties in that, so it's better than cotton, for example. So the color really sticks and stays, and because we're a house of prints and colors, so that's actually very important to us as well. Okay, and is is viscose better than 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 both polyester and cotton? Then is 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 it the prime one to use? Uh, yeah, over over uh, cotton for sure, and we don't use that much polyester. I mean, we just use for some specific items polyester. So mostly we uh, replace it the cotton with the viscose. Yeah. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about because it seems like there's three main sort of uh, groups. There's cotton, there's polyester, and then there's there's viscose. And and how do you guys think along those lines at at Marimekko when you're when you're using these these textiles? Well, we always think of the designers always think of the end use of the material. So they want to choose the most suitable for material for each product, obviously. So so that's what they kind of have in mind when they choose the materials. Yeah. Sirpa, when it comes to these three, can you give us a breakdown as to what's the most popular or what's being used the most and used the least? Um Unfortunately, at the moment, uh, 65% of all world textiles are made out of polyester. And it's because very low oil price at the moment. So mass fashion is is definitely using oil-based fibers. Um, cotton share has decreased along the years and is, is now barely 13% of, of all world textile. And viscose, wood-based fibers, really tiny part, 5% of all fibers. When it comes to environmental impact, then I mean, which one is better? Because it sounds like polyester is the is the bad boy, you know, coming from sort of all chemicals and plastics. Or, or, or am I wrong in saying that? Yeah, there, I, I think there are different views in into sustainability. You can 
put against uh, wood-based fibers, oil-based fibers. On the other hand, you can think think the current process that you make the viscose fiber with is is that environmentally friendly enough? There are some new developments coming on on stream, and and if you think of cotton, then you think a huge amount of water. You need to grow grow the fibers. You need the pesticides. So it. It depends on the view. Yeah, there are many aspects like uh, the energy, the land use, the water use, the chemicals. How does Mary Meckel think when it comes to sustainability then? Uh, well, we, we try to kind of increase the amount of more sustainable materials all the time. But obviously there's the challenge of how to define those materials. And as we use a lot of cotton, we're then looking for the more sustainable alternatives like better cotton, organic cotton. But also for viscose, we want to then um, look for the like what's the most sustainable type of viscose or model or some other wood-based fiber like it's depending on the production place do we have like environmental certification like the forest stewardship council certification so that we know that the um, pulp is coming from sustainability managed forests so in each of the categories we can always go for kind of a better choice what about the the future then for for wood-based fibers or for all textiles i mean where is what's the most sustainable option if we look five years down the road where do we see the big opportunities Yeah, I, I think in in Scandinavian wood fibers because we have in this country um, a very strong basis um, about taking care of our forestry, certificating it, being sustainable, um, taking into consideration many aspects of the forest industry. So we think that we could offer a very sustainable raw material into the fashion industry. Um, a big challenge at the moment is to making the current viscose stable fiber process more environmentally friendly. There are new textiles coming in though, right? Well, yeah, we're actually involved in a in a research project here in Finland uh, with developing this ion cell fiber that has a um, more sustainable um, production process. But it's going to take a few years before that um, reaches the industrial scale, but we're still we're making a few um, additional prototypes out of it. Um, and it has been a very interesting process, and I know that there are other developments going on as well. So the the field is very active at the moment. Yeah, and actually we we have already created in 2013 in the very same project a beautiful alu dress branded by Marimekko with with completely new process. So no using any hazardous chemical or spinning liquids. Really, it's it's using um, a mix of salts, which are called ionic liquids, and and the spinning liquid is not acidic anymore. It's it's pure water. What about cost? Is this a major factor for you, Annalena? Um, the cost of the raw material has not really been an issue for us because we always we work with the kind of ready-made materials or the base fabrics that we then print ourselves. So we kind of um, the finishings that the material has, um, and of course the price that they have has significance for us, but not the cost of the raw material. And and viscose can be sometimes a little bit more. Um, costly because it's kind of a more sophisticated material and fiber, but that's also kind of from our design um, language that it comes that we want to use this type of like higher quality materials. We don't go for the cheapest. When it comes to the the environmental impact of just producing textiles in general, I mean, how serious a problem is this globally? Then, is there what, what sort of concerns should we be having? Um, it is it. <laughs> 
Yeah, we should be concerned about it. I mean, there's lots of improvement that can be done. I mean, we all hear about, you know, the environmental impacts of cotton farming. And, and, and we're glad that there are initiatives such as organic and better cotton to improve that. But uh, I think we can do much more. And, and that's where like this uh, viscose processes and, and, and improved production processes, I think they have a lot of potential to kind of um, decrease the impact that we have on the environment regarding the material production. It's really a problem because textile waste is the biggest fraction in the UK of all the waste fractions at the moment. But the consumer doesn't seem to know what's going on from the consumer. You must you're meeting the consumer all the time at Marimekko. What what is the consumer saying? Well, what comes to the wood-based fibers, uh, I really think that there is a lack of knowledge, and we need to be better. Um, as a brand in communicating, you know, about the materials and and, and the fibers that we use. Um, Because I think, like, the renewability um, of wood-based fibers is um, a value to the consumer, but they don't really know about the process enough to be able to kind of make up their mind on it. If we look five years down the road, what are we going to see in terms of the uh, in, in this industry within the fashion industry and people's awareness about sustainability and a, and a move towards different textiles? What predicts the future for us? Uh, first, Annalena, and then Serpa, you can join in. Well, I think the awareness is is growing all the time, and I think people will be more um, interested in in the products they buy, and they want to know more about the backgrounds and the environmental impacts as well. And I think the industry can um, kind of support in that to be able to also offer that information more. Yes, and I think that young generation is is eager to learn. They they want to know the backgrounds of the clothes and, and you see kind of clear development and, and they also favor quite much domestic clothing, which which I have noticed Marimekko among them. In terms of this whole notion of it, like a circular economy whereas where, where where nothing really gets gets ruined, which it's about recycling all the time. Is wood-based fibers the only option then? Because you know polyester is coming from from plastics and chemicals, and 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 cotton is also these huge water resources that are that are being required. If we're to find a good solution that's environmentally friendly, is that the only option? Uh, wood-based fibers, or are there other options? I think there are plenty of options. Like like Annalena mentioned, there are many aspects in into this issue. I don't know whether it's more environmentally friendly to use pet bottles as as kind of textiles or or viscose stable fibers. Everyone can can choose um, a correct way that makes you feel good that you you have kind of joined the circular economy with your own way. Do you want to add anything to that, Annalena? Yes, I agree. I think it's important that everyone finds their own way of contributing. You know, it might be different. Um, some people want to go for organic. Some people prefer uh, recycled. Some people uh, prefer to invest in in a product that lasts for a lifetime. We we can all find our own ways. And just a final question about the consumer, and that is... Uh... Do, do consumers even know what the material is that they're wearing? Um, some do and some don't. Um, there's a clear division of the people who are very interested in, in, you know, what they buy and they want to buy specific materials because they know that they're higher quality and long lasting. But then there's, there's, there's the group who do, don't really know and maybe don't even care. And, and that's the group that we want to kind of uh, gently inform to do the right decisions. And with that, I'll say thank you very much for joining me in studio today. Sirpa Valima, Annalena Teppo. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Renewable Future from the Renewable Materials Company, Store Enso.